0: My guest today is Phil Kohler. He's here to talk about Splatoon. I'm Justin McElroy, and you're listening to Polygon's Quality Control. Phil Kohler. The original Hello. Quality Control guest. The Welcome one and only. It's been, it's been it a while. It's been a while. It's been too long. Phil, I don't know if you know, but it's the Summer Doldrums. I, for instance, am interviewing you about a game that is over a month old.
1: Yes. Yes. Uh, although, um and, and worth mentioning in here, we are just now about to remove the provisional tag from that review.
0: Um, Interesting. So, well, so that I'm is- sure we'll get into that and and so much more. Phil, this is a kind of a rarity, I would say, because it is a brand new Nintendo IP. Yes. It is a it is a brand new game from Nintendo, made by Nintendo, handcrafted as all Nintendo games are from the ground up by Shigeru Miyamoto, every line of code, yeah, every artistic design. He In did all of it original. He did um. it all. Yeah, I believe in
1: factory. I believe the way Nintendo described it is, it's their first internally developed game with new characters in 14 years. Um, there's been some controversy over what exactly that means, um, but they, because they have had some new IPs, but I think those IPs have been from like sort of second party or third party hired into Nintendo kind of things. Um, but so, this is fully internal.
0: My question is this: Does this, does Splatoon, the the world, the characters, the mechanics, whatever, uh, I identifies it as an IP, aside from the game itself, does Splatoon like fit within the the Nintendo pantheon?
1: Yeah, you know, I think it does. Um, it's got that very sort of cute, family friendly look that I think uh, a lot of the Nintendo IP traditionally fits into. Um. And it's got a world that's really cool. I think the thing that sets it apart from other Nintendo IP is it's it's got this style that is uh, that is pretty pretty awesome. I thought, um, you know, like it's got the 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 kids that you're playing as are are wearing baseball caps and like headphones, and they have a lot of toed in a way that Nintendo games sometimes don't. In a way that maybe Sega games are more known for. Mmm. Yeah, they're they're sassy. Yeah, it's a sassy game. Sassy you get, you game get the impression that if you left them, uh, if you if you left them and like just set the controller down, they'd start tapping their foot and like looking at their watch, their invisible yeah. watch. Um,
0: the guns look like super soakers. You notice know, that? Yeah, that's not one of my official questions. I just thought that was funny. Uh,
1: no, I mean you're on the clock here. I agreed only to answer so many questions. That counts as one of them.
0: <laughs> what I should have never left that genie clause in your contract, you yeah, exactly. I don't know what what uh what we were thinking there. Um so as an online game, as an online shooter, like does this hang with other does this have the the depth and breadth of other like the the ones that have sort of defined that genre like your your Call of Duties, your
1: Halos? Do you think it could have that kind of staying power? So that's a really difficult question. I think that's going to be the interesting thing to see over the next uh, you know six months, let's say. Like six months down the road, does Splatoon still have a community? Um, I can say as of right now, you know, uh, a month out from when it was released, um, there's still lots of people playing. And the big thing that Nintendo did to keep people uh, interested and to keep the community engaged is they're releasing a ton of new content for free. Um, so as an example, like the week after the game launched, they put out a new map. Um, and just, uh, a couple of, like, I think it was last week, they put out a new game mode, um, which also included, I think a new map as well. They kept adding new weapons, uh, they keep adding new, uh, new equipment that you can purchase. Um, so they, they're constantly adding stuff to, to keep the game a little bit fresh. Um, some of this stuff, it seems like, like that new map that was added, uh, the week after the game came out, that was clearly on the disc, and just they unlocked it a week after the game came out, so that's a little sketchy. You know, some people may or may not be as impressed by that. But I think it's smart. I think it's a way to make sure that people people keep talking about Splatoon, and people have a reason to keep coming back to it instead of just moving on to the next thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but but that said, it's it's hard to say if it, there will be the same staying power as something like a Call of Duty or a Halo. Um, all I can say right now is that. People seem to be really into it, and also, it has a very unique gameplay, uh, a unique game feel, let's say, that is very different from a Call of Duty or a Halo. Phil, uh, talk to me about controls.
0: How long did you leave on the motion <laughs> controls before you were like, nope, not going to do
1: it, not happening, no thank you? As soon as I realized that I could change them, which is probably after the first or second level in single player, um, I turned off the motion controls. Um, you can, so it defaults to motion controls on, but you can use a more traditional shooter, like two stick kind of control setup. Um, there are people including polygon zone, Nick Robinson, who swear by the motion controls. They're like, Oh, it's, Dear it's face. so much better. That's what I said. Um, the thing that I will recommend is not only turn the motion controls off, but also bump up your sensitivity on the sticks. Um, okay. it's also in the option menu. Because a lot of people are saying, "Oh, I turn the motion controls off, but I turn so slowly, so I'm I'm dying in multiplayer over and over because I don't turn fast enough." That's just because the the default is motion controls, and then the default when you turn them off is to have the sensitivity cranked way down. Um, so you wanna you wanna turn them off and turn the sensitivity up.
0: I thought it was interesting when I when I loaded up the game, and I haven't spent a lot of time with it, but I mm. did I did purchase it and installed it on my Wii U and found my Wii U and found my control pad and bought a new control pad charging cord off of Amazon.
1: Dusted um, all of that off. As is
0: the ritual anytime a new Wii U game is released. <laughs> uh, the does uh the, the I thought it was interesting when you when you load into the world like and you're past the introductory stuff, um it really guides you. It explicitly tells you actually to go play multiplayer. Yeah. Like the single player campaign is actually like s- sort of weirdly hidden. Like I think it actually tells you like to ignore <laughs> the yeah. the guy who provides the single player. It's not even labeled as such. I'm not even sure I'm playing single player, Phil. I guess is is the, is what I'm saying. Um, this is
1: multiplayer right now.
0: Yeah, this is multi. This is a multiplayer podcast. Um, how would you suggest people approach it? Should they jump right in to playing with other people? Or are they just going to get annihilated? Uh, should they you know sort of learn learn the the, the 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 ropes first?
1: Honestly, uh, the the single player and multiplayer is so different that you can kind of treat them as two distinct things, uh, as the game kind of does. Um, what I would say is do not ignore the single player. Do spend some time playing it. Multiplayer is the focus of the game, and it's what Nintendo has really pushed. I think to the de- detriment of single player, they've kind of downplayed that as like, oh, it's not important, but the single player is actually really fun in the game. It's, it's kind of awesome. Um, it's got a very Super Mario Galaxy feel where you're playing through these levels, and each level has a really distinct idea um, a really distinct piece of game design that it uh, it uh, plays with and perfects throughout the level. Um, so I, I highly recommend playing the single player. Um, that said, you don't need to play it to figure out how to play multiplayer or anything. Um, and the multiplayer is straightforward enough that you can basically just jump in and learn it.
0: Phil, I hate to interrupt the discussion, but we need to take just a very quick break to thank our sponsor. This episode of Quality Control is brought to you by Loot Crate. Would you classify yourself as a geek, gamer, or pop culture nerd? Then this is the subscription box for you. For less than $20 a month, you get 6 to 8 items of gamer and pop culture licensed gear, apparel, collectibles, unique one-of-a-kind items, and more. Make sure to head over to lootcrate.com slash control and enter code control to save $3 on any new subscription. Every month there's a different theme and all items are curated around that theme. They're inspired by... Uh, classic movie and video game releases as well as pulling from pop culture classics previous loot crates have included items like star wars marvel the walking dead legend of zelda and many more this year thus far there have been crates featuring some exclusive items from star wars and voltron uh, as well as some epic geek apparel and awesome retro gaming inspired mashup figures uh, a crate all about strategy games a crate all about covert operations a crate all about my middle school years. That's, that one's made up. Basically, Loot Crate is a friend who knows exactly what you love and surprises you with an awesome present every month. You got until the 19th at 9 p.m. Pacific to subscribe and receive that month's crate. When the, when the cutoff happens, that's it. That's your only chance. So go to lootcrate.com slash control and enter code control and you can save $3 on a new subscription today. How uh, How is the experience if you want to play with friends? I really don't play many multiplayer shooters unless I'm playing with with at least one other person. I don't, I'm not sure how that uh, works in Splatoon or on the Wii U in general. Like it works. What's that, what's, it, what's that experience like?
1: It works poorly. Um, okay. I think that's the, the best Got way it. to say it. Uh, there is no voice chat in Splatoon, for one. Um, so, you know, if you're planning to play with friends and you really want to talk to them, if you really want to... Um, you know, come up with some strategy, um, which, you know, this you is a the Ventrello app into your Wii U. Exactly. You're going to have to, you're going to have to have your, your laptop next to you and Skype opened up or something. Uh, and it, it is a game where it, it benefits from the teams working together and really having some strategy, especially once you get into ranked mode, um, which has some of the more complicated game modes. Uh, so that's a little bit strange. Um, even worse though, is the, there is no way to form a team with your friends and enter a game as a team. If you want to play with your friends, what you have to do is one of your friends enters a game. Um, they're on your Wii U friends list. There is a spot in the, the multiplayer menu in Splatoon where you can say, join a friend. It'll give you a list of all the friends who are in games right now. Um, and you can click to join. And then you go to wait in a lobby until a spot opens up. And that's it. Okay. <laughs> it's it's. Does you, it keep you together after the game ends? Yeah, I mean, you can stay. You can essentially stay on that server or stay in that lobby um, okay. when when the game ends. But you have to sit and wait in that lobby until someone who's on that server leaves.
0: So when a match ends in Splatoon, it just it doesn't like recreate teams.
1: When a match ends in Splatoon, it says, "Do you want to keep playing?" and and you click yes or no, or the time runs out and it boots you back to the menu. Um, and if anyone, if everybody who played in that match, if all eight players click yes, and no spot opens up, then your friend is still just going to be waiting. That seems crazy, Phil. Yeah, it is crazy. Um, the only saving grace of course, is that multiplayer matches in Splatoon are very short. You know, they're, they're like five minutes or something. Um, but you know, I, I've had times where I have a friend who wants to play with me and they end up having to sit through. You know, wait through two or three matches before finally a spot opens up. Um, It's Uh, not well designed. So one of the questions we had was from Tom, uh, who says, "As a grown
0: man, I have no friends who play Wii U. I want to get Splatoon, but it's the online mode fun. If you don't know anyone, it sounds like it's really designed for that,
1: right?" Yeah, I would say absolutely. Um, You know, it's still very fun. Uh, You can you can play without knowing people. Um, You can play without strategizing with your team. Um, You're not going to be as successful, obviously. But uh, but it is still very fun. Um, and so it's a, it's a weird back and forth between, I think it's strange that they have not figured this out yet, but also the game is still really fun, even though they haven't figured it out yet. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a very difficult balance to walk that Nintendo just barely pulls off with Splatoon. Um, did, did, uh,
0: do, do you have any pro tips any, any any tips to help people get the, it's such a different sort of game yeah like what advice would you give people who are just sort of, sort of starting it up
1: Yeah I mean I think the big thing to learn immediately is that this isn't you know it's an online shooter it's a team-based shooter you can uh, you don't kill the other team you splat them you can do that but the the goal is not really to splat the other team and the thing you should be focusing on is not splatting the other team um, certainly if if someone from the other team presents themselves in front of you, Shoot them with ink. That's good. Uh, but the goal is to cover the ground in as much of your color as possible. So what you really want to be doing is, is focusing on that, not going after the other team. And also pay attention to the, the uh, gamepad screen because that's basically a map. It's an overview of the whole level. And that's going to let you know, OK, we've got this side completely covered, but this side is also covered in the enemy color. I'm going to go over there and cover that side. Um, I, I will be honest in saying that aesthetically,
0: uh, I'm not a huge fan of a large portion of Nintendo I, games. I find them kind of hard to get into. Uh, when I say Nintendo games, you of course know what I mean. Nintendo yeah. as Nintendo games. Sure. Uh, I, I find them sort of hard to get into for for the aesthetic reasons. What would you say to somebody like me? And, and I know that there are, there are others in the same camp with regards to Splatoon. Does it subvert that sort of like very cartoony?
1: aesthetic or does it does it lean into it in a way that's that's uh, appealing to you i mean it's still cartoony as, as i said um the the one thing and again I'll, I'll emphasize this is i think it has its own unique feel that no other nintendo games do it's it's going for something that's a little bit uh, uh a little bit more stylish um you know a big part of the game is you're able to, you get coins for participating in multiplayer and you can spend those coins on equipment. Um, and those are t-shirts, uh, shorts and something to go on your head, whether it's glasses or goggles or a hat or whatever. Um, Mm -hmm. so a big, there's like this fashion element to the game of like, you're dressing up your character to look as cool as possible. Um, there's, there's this sense of, of visual style to this, that, you don't get in something like Mario or even in most Zelda games, I would say.
0: Uh, does does using the control pad add anything to this? Would this be just as good with the uh, with like a pro controller or what have you? Uh,
1: like I said, the biggest thing with the control pad for multi in multiplayer mode, at least, is looking down at it to uh, to check out the overall progress on the map, and I think that's really important. Um, and it is. It is cool that you can do that by just glancing down instead of having to, um, you know, either take up a big part of the screen with that UI or, you know, uh, open it up, like pause the game and have it overlay over your gameplay. Um, I think that's really cool and helpful. That said, I don't know that that's like 100% necessary. Um, I think the game could certainly work without a gamepad and it could be just as good. Um, Mm -hmm. But it does it. It adds a nice little element to it.
0: What you mentioned when we started that we're about to lift the provisional review tag. Um, can you talk a little bit about what that means, what your experience has been like since release, uh, what goes into deciding making that decision?
1: Sure. Uh, so the biggest thing is when we played the game, um, we were actually playing on a uh, we were playing on a retail Wii U, but it was a special code that ran on separate servers from the final release. Um, okay. So you know, for us, obviously, that meant we had to do a provisional tag because we weren't sure how those uh, how those launch servers were going to work. The other important part uh, about that was there's you rank up in Splatoon. You start at rank one, and you can get up to rank twenty. Um, and the ranked mode doesn't unlock until rank ten. Uh, since we were playing on this uh, review code with a lot of reviewers who were also you know rushing to get reviews up. Um, and we're on inconsistently. Um, we weren't actually able to, to test that ranked mode. Um, mm-hmm. So in the final game, I had to, you know, get up to rank ten and actually test the ranked mode, which has its own unique gameplay mode and everything. Um, so those are the big things. Um, the reason that it's it's taken a month is mostly actually just because of uh, E3. <laughs> oh, well, ah, yeah. you're honest. I yeah. Appreciate that. I mean, uh, I wanted to get the provisional review taken off a little bit faster, but we were just very busy with uh, preparing for and then attending E3. Um, So I couldn't uh, get in the time to get up to rank 10 and to test out ranked mode and feel like I was uh, happy with it. The other thing is I did want to see what Nintendo's approach was going to be to continued content. And um, now we've definitely seen that they're doing a lot of it, that they're very committed to it. Um, And I think that's that's an important part about this.
0: Uh, Phil, is there anything else you'd like to say about
1: Splatoon? Um... Anything we haven't covered? I will say that I would highly recommend, if you are, uh, if you're gonna play Splatoon, um, you know, you're gonna have to make a choice at some point. Are you a kid or are you a squid? Um, I am firmly on the side of squid. Uh, Mm. That's, that's the choice that I've made. Idea being
0: that, like, you're either a squid pretending to be a kid or a kid pretending to be a squid, right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Are you a squid that transforms into a human, or a human that transforms into a squid? I am one hundred uh, percent in the game and in real life a squid that transforms into a human. Whoa, this is like Lady Hawk. Have yeah, see that flick? It's a good it, movie. Yes, absolutely.
0: I haven't seen. This it. has been our our Lady Hawk review show. Quality <laughs> control, <laughs> Phil. Uh, thank you so much for joining me for this very special episode. Sorry it's taken us so long, but we wanted to wait till this provisional tag was lifted. That's my excuse. Sure, least. yeah, I buy I it. That, I don't know if that holds ink.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: anyway, that's going to do it for us here on Quality Control. Until the next time we have a uh, game to talk about. For Phil Kohler, I'm Justin McRoy, and thank you for listening to Polygons Quality Control.